Grab your popcorn and snacks. Find a comfy spot, take a seat or lie down, and let me transport you to a place of fantasy, ghost stories, ancient legends, odd creatures, alien encounters, and other magical topics. You may even decide to join the conversation. From faraway lands to your own backyard, with a small dash of pixie dust, turn out the lights and open your minds. The journey is about to begin. Hello, everybody. Happy Thursday. Ah, how is everyone? I need to get, like, one, you know, those, one of those sticker things they have on Facebook, you know, I survived. I can honestly say, I survived the heat wave of April 22nd. Hey, I'm sorry. I showed you how tired I am. I survived the heat wave of April 2022. That's what I meant to say. It was 92 here. Boy, it went down fast, though. It's 85 now, so I'm happy. It's just, you know, 6.30 p.m. Pacific, 85. Welcome, everybody. It's Thursday on California Haunts Radio. We've got a great guest for you tonight. My name is Charlotte. I'm going to be your host for the next hour or so. I'm also the owner of the California Haunts Paranormal Paranormal Investigation Team based out of Sacramento, California. But we're just not here. We're everywhere. Yeah, we're up and down the state of California. We have members in almost every county of California available to help you with any paranormal needs that you might have. We also are in Oregon, Washington, Nevada, and Hawaii. I want to welcome everybody here. Quick couple of announcements. I will be teaching a psychic development class. <laughs> it's going to be one of those days when my mouth doesn't work. I'll be teaching a psychic development class on Saturday, April 23rd at 2 p.m. Pacific. And if you're interested in seeing if you might have psychic abilities or maybe you're just starting out with psychic abilities and you need a little help controlling them, that's what this class is all about. So come on down. You can join it at the meetup, Cal- you know, Google Meetup and California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team Meetup, and they'll come right up for you. Otherwise, you can check out our website at CaliforniaHauntsRadio.com, and we're going to have it up there later on tonight, so you can get into the class at that point, okay? All right, if you're watching from YouTube, I want to welcome you, just like I want to welcome the folks who are watching on Twitter and, me, and of course, Facebook. But if you're watching on YouTube, uh, we want we need subscribers. So if you can subscribe, that would be great. Just uh, there's a little ghost down in the bottom right-hand corner. And he's got a Sherlock Holmes hat on and a magnifying glass. Click on that, and that will make you a subscriber to this show. If you look around on YouTube, you can see that we have about 230 videos of shows that we've done over the last year and a half. We're real proud of our shows. And it's all kinds of topics. It's not just paranormal. So... There's stuff in there for everybody. I have a banner running at the bottom. We'll start getting that out of the way, too. California Haunts um, makes no money from doing its paranormal investigations at all. And we pretty much live off donations. And in order to do the show, of course, there's internet costs. And there's, you know, costs for StreamYard and whatnot and, and, and equipment. And if something goes down, I have to pay for it out of my pocket. And I love bringing guests like Sandy Nichols to you who's going to be our guest tonight, of course, and a guest last night, like Barry Taft, right? I love bringing these guests to you. I'm a journalist. That's what I do. But uh, if something goes wrong and something breaks, of course, I have to whip off the cash to fix it. So anything you could help donate to us would be great, you know, to keep this thing going. I would really appreciate it. And you can do that at paypal.me at California Haunts. Or if you're uncomfortable with PayPal, go to Venmo. And Venmo.me at California Haunt. I mean, Venmo.me. I'm sorry. <laughs> Type in. See what I mean? It's going to be that kind of night. Type in Venmo. 
and then type in California Haunts and you'll find us. Now, I apologize for the internet issues last night. I don't know what was going on. I got done here and took a sledgehammer to my, to, to my Xfinity service. Hopefully tonight we won't have that problem. I'm hoping. So far it looks like it's running, it's running pretty stable. I upgraded my, you know, the thing is I upgraded last month too. So that we'd have faster internet and all that. It just seems like when something big happens, too many people in this neighborhood are, have Xfinity and they get online and boom, everything, all hell breaks loose. So hopefully tonight, nothing big happens in Sacramento. All right. Anyway, my guest, he's been on the show before. Let me get back into my other window here. There we go. Okay. He's been on the show before. And the last time he was on the show, we had a really, really long show because we got to talking and we just kept going and going and going. And I think it's great. I love when a guest does that. But he's got a lot to say. You know, we've, we've been talking to people this week who um, have, like like the, like the gentleman that had shot the documentary on on the uh, alien abductees. And Sandy definitely is one of the, is an alien abductee. And if you haven't heard his story before, you're in for a treat. But the thing with Sandy, too, is he also, you know, started experiencing paranormal stuff. And as you know, when we were talking to Barry, Dr. Barry Taff last night, he mentioned that, that people that have experiences with alien abduction sometimes start having paranormal experiences. Tends to go hand in hand. Makes me wonder about me. You know, I've had lost time and all that. So, wow, you know. So it's something that, you know, that we need to, like, delve more into on the show. And that's what we're going to do. So we're going to bring Sandy Nichols on, and we're going to have a grand old time. So let's bring him in. Hello, sir. Hello, Charlotte, and thank you once again for having me on. And this time, uh, just cut me off when you need to cut me off. Okay? You know what? I don't care, man. We have fun, you and I, so it's all good, you know. Okay. You just, you just, you just, when, whenever it wants to end, you just let me in. I'm a night out. I can go. See, here we out. go again. Anything that can go wrong will, because you never have a week where everything you touch just turns to. You know, you know what I mean. Oh yeah, I tell you what, we—it's been it's it in my house since because um, I live in Tennessee, just south of Nashville. Yeah. And it has been crazy around here of things just happening from June of last year to about well to end of January of this year, and. Um, it's just been one thing after another. And one of those things was, 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 was not our fault. We are two black labs that we had had for years. They got old and we had to put them down. So we got two brand new puppy black labs. Right. And, um, and they have been a handful and luckily I have a, my yard is, 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 um, two acres. So they got lots of room to roam. But black labs, which my wife and I have had for the last over 30 years now, um, those things like to chew. I mean, they like to chew everything. And um, and there's a matter of fact, they chew. We got fiber optics coming into the house. So right. I got high internet speeds and everything and downloads and uploads. Right. And one of the shows I like to watch and I don't watch a lot of TV, but I, I, I mainly do the documentaries. 
but one of them is the curse of Oak Island. And I've heard about Oak Island for 20 years. Oh yeah. And, and I was, and, and I watch it religiously and, and I was watching it one night. I was going to watch it one night and I took me a little hour power nap before it was coming on and here in central time, uh, which is two hours, uh, uh, I guess before you, cause it's, it is your show starts at eight 30 my time. Right. And, um, so, um, and I, and I got up from my nap at a quarter of eight because it, it comes on at eight o'clock on the history channel at, 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 at eight o'clock for the new episode. And they always run the, they usually 90% of the time run the previous episode at seven o'clock. So seven o'clock to eight, eight to, to nine on, on central time. Well, I get up. And, I, and, and my TV comes on, but my cable box won't come on. And I'm going, what the heck is going on here? So I went over to, to the main house because I'm in my office. And I went over to the main house. My wife said, yeah, the cable went out about 10 o'clock. I mean, sorry, about 7 o'clock. And I'm going, oh, man. And I'm going, and I'm thinking, oh, man, I want to watch my show. But if I don't watch it, I can watch it the next day. I mean, the next week. I can watch it from seven what i missed this week that week and i can watch it on the next week and and watch you know catch up well i I wanted to find out what was wrong with cable because it the cable was out the internet was out and our phone line was out we all had it bundled well our two dogs decided to chew on something so they chewed the electrical cord somehow they got it out of the box on the outside wall and and chewed on it and then literally pulled it out of the two cable boxes that have locks on them and it shut everything down so shut everything down so uh so but they came up and and i called i called the cable company and they sent someone out the next afternoon so we were down a little less than 24 hours but so that that little thing there's a story i want to tell with that because something happened weird uh the following week and and i wanted to, to start out this tonight if you don't mind with something is this okay go for it in november last year i did i had a I did about eight different live streams and radio shows um, uh, within a week, one week period. And then this was the week before Thanksgiving week. Mm-hmm. And then on the Monday of Thanksgiving week, my wife and I took a break and we went down and met part of my family down at Walt Disney World and spent Thanksgiving down there. Well, I did these, I did, I, most of these shows were on my abductions because of the abduction panel. Sure. Uh, with this lady by the name of Connie Willis. And Connie Willis oh. interviewed me for the first time on Coast to Coast AM. And I'm going, oh, whoa, that's cool. Well, I did that. And then <clears throat> I get back. I have no more radio shows to do. Mm-hmm. Except, except I've got yours scheduled for, I think, the 28th or the 29th of December. Right. And that was my last one for the, for, for 2021. And then I had some others scheduled, um, um, 
after that. Well, in my abduction life and my paranormal life, these things kind of come and go. I mean, it's like for about two or three months, I, it, nothing happens really. I see a few things and that's about it. Mm-hmm. And then for about a week or two, it just piles on and then it stops for, you know, for, you know, for about another two or three months and then does again, it's been a pattern here for about the last three years. Well, that changed and it changed the day after I did your show in December figures <laughs> and, and everything. And it went on steroids. Everything, it has not stopped. I it, guess I should. It, I guess I should be honored. <laughs> oh, I tell you what, it, it. I love this stuff. I love this stuff. And the more things that happen, I get to talk about it more. <laughs> you know, you know. I figure God gave me one one gift, and that was a big mouth, and He said to use it. <laughs> so, so, but it has been. It has been constant one to two times a week with, with, uh, different things happening. And, um, uh, for, for the, since the day after your show up until last night. Wow. And I mean, and that, and that was the, that was the first time this week. And this stuff has not been, I've been having the usual stuff, you know, like I hear the, you know, you know, you had Brett Odom on your show last year. Right. And and he's a very good friend of mine. He li- used to live up here in Nashville. So so he was up here for about eight years and he came to my house all the time. I had my gatherings and we got to talking about things that happened in my office and maybe on some ghost investigations, too. And, 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 and so what happens in my office, my office is my pool house, my office and my man cave. And, um, but I will hear voices in here. I will hear music playing and, and, and we got to thinking with that, I've got ghost voices in here and blah, blah, blah. And got to thinking that maybe they aren't ghost voices as per se. What if, and I, I'm leaning this way too on, on this stuff because there's other things that happen, is that what if a parallel earth, very similar to ours, but with differences, is bleeding in? And I'm now yeah. I'll, I'll give you an example. I'm I, I'm come over here to my office. I was in the main house. I come over here. And I'm on, I'm on the computer. And then I said, Hey, I just watched a little TV, you know, a little documentary or something. And all of a sudden I started hearing a guitar playing and I'm going, huh? And then played the guitar and I'm sitting here listening to it for about 30 seconds. And it seems like it's coming from the attic above my pool house. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, well, well, nobody's up there, you know? And I'm thinking, where's this coming from? And I, and I turned off my system. I even unplugged it. So I had no power to my computer or any things. And so, so, and then the guitar quit. The, the person playing guitar was a guy and he was singing. Now, the thing is, I could not understand the words 
but I knew he was singing. It was like, and stuff like that. And I can hear them. I can distinguish between male and female voices, mm-hmm. and, but they're, they're light, but I can still hear them. And, but I can't, they aren't loud enough for me to hear, even with my hearing aids in, I mean, for me to understand what they're saying, mm-hmm. but this, this guy got through playing the guitar and there was three or four females around them. They said, and, and I, and, and it was like, they were, I could hear the clapping and stuff like that. And, and I'm thinking, well, this is the first time I've heard guitar playing. And so then, I, and then, and then, and then it stopped. And then he starts playing another song and I could hear female voices talking to him as he's playing the guitar and singing this song. And this goes on for like 30 minutes. Now, normally I would, I'd just let it go and just hear it and, and kind of tune it out if I had to concentrate on something. Mm-hmm. But um, I had to get up at six o'clock that morning and, and go do something. And um, so I had to have him stop. And, uh, you know, I told him, I says, I just yelled up to him. I literally yelled up and I said, hey, listen, I've got to uh, get up at six o'clock. You can play for about 30 more minutes and then you've got to quit. And so I can get some sleep. And all of a sudden it stopped. Never did hear it the rest of the night. But another thing I hear in here, uh, or not here, I smell. Now, I've got a microwave in here. You know, you know, heat up a pizza or something or whatever, you know, hot pocket or whatever. And, um, but I smell cooking in here. You know, there, there's people that smell flowers and stuff like that. Right. But I literally smell somebody cooking dinner or lunch or something. And, and I'm sitting here going, you know, that smells pretty good. And, but, but all of this came after about two years ago, I had a series of experiences and it happened at night because I would come back over here and and take a little power nap for 30 minutes to an hour. Mm -hmm. And I was venturing over to a parallel earth that was very similar to ours. And I thought I was, you know, I thought I was going nuts on these dreams. I thought they were BS and stuff like that. And just, you know, regular dreams. But then my wife came home from church one day on Sunday, laid down on the couch to take a nap after church. And, and she was awakened suddenly by noises and she looked up and our, and our den area is, is, is two stories. It's two stories. And so, and it's got a, and, and you can be on the second floor looking down into the first floor and it's got a, you know, it's the hallway up there with a railing and stuff like that. And you can see out the big back windows to the backyard and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and, you, and, and got two bedrooms upstairs on that second floor. And she was thinking that our daughter, our granddaughter was, was, having a sleepover and she was she was in her crib and it awakened in the crib Mm -hmm. and so she looked up and the thing that was different was that the two bedrooms we had this house built right so one house we call the antique room because she's got some antique furniture in there 
And when you're laying on the couch, you cannot, and you're looking up, you cannot see the, that door going into that bedroom unless you're on the far other, you know, far left side of the den. Mm -hmm. But laying there, she could see into the other bedroom, right down the hall, the door. And that, that one we just called uh, the brown room. Right. Um, and, but the thing is, is that the, the antique room, which has the crib and the antique furniture was switched. She could see the antique furniture. She could see the crib and everything in the bedroom that she could see, which is actually the brown bedroom. And then the brown bedroom, uh, was, was where the antique bedroom was. So the bedrooms were switched mm -hmm. and, and she couldn't understand that at first. And, um, and this is, my wife is very logical. Okay. She, she's a, she's a registered nurse. Mm -hmm. She owned her own business investigating medical fraud. She was a captain in, in the, in the air force and the, and the, and the Tennessee air guard for eight years. Um, so, so she's, she's, uh, I use her a lot because she's got all these little initials behind her names, which I, I'm, I'm married to. A yeah. <laughs> I'm not married. She's married to a crazy person, but I'm not married to a crazy person. And, um, and she was a very good businesswoman and stuff like that. And, um, but I was having dreams. I would come over and lay down on my couch and it, and, and normally I sleep on my right side mm -hmm. and, um, and with, cause I gotta have the back of the couch against my back. And cause I want to see what's, I don't, because it's, it's close to the windows and, and, and there's only a back of the couch to the, to these French glass doors, these double French doors mm -hmm. that it's only about maybe two feet and I'm going, well, I can hear someone breaking out the window and everything. And, and, and it's like a safety thing for me with abductions. You know, I have a night, I, I leave the bathroom light on in the bathroom and shut the door because so, you know, some mm -hmm. abductees have to sleep in complete darkness. I have to have a little nightlight. Mm -hmm. And the reason is, is if, if something's coming after me, I want to be able to see who it is. I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to be in complete darkness and all of a sudden feel hands touching me or float off the couch or whatever. I want to see these suckers because when I see them, I'm going to, mm -hmm. I'm going to fight them if I can. Because <laughs> don't take me, sure. don't take me. So anyway, now, so here is, here is one of the things that's happened. I missed the, the, the Oak Island episode, which is the, which is the, new episode each Wednesday at eight o'clock our time. So I come up and, uh, and everything gets fixed. And the next Wednesday I tell my wife, I says, okay, I'm going to be in there from eight to I'm going to be in there from seven to nine this time. Mm -hmm. And, um, if anybody calls, you're going to answer the phone. Cause I'm going to watch my movies, my, my, these two episodes when I missed from last week. So I start watching it. And as I'm watching it, I'm going, wait a minute. I've seen this before. I've seen this before. And all of the Wednesday episodes that are, that are eight o'clock, 
they are original episodes have not been aired before. Okay. So I was watching the repeat on this on this particular Wednesday, which was the original episode from the previous Wednesday that I missed. And I was going to watch it. And so I was going to watch it for the first time at the seven o'clock repeat on the following week, which was this particular week. And I'm watching it and I'm going, wait a minute, that, that looks familiar. You know, I mean, I said, what, why do I know this? I can't, I can't figure out why I have already seen. And I, and I, this goes on for about 10 minutes. I'm going, I've seen this episode, but this episode, it, they don't on Oak Island. They don't repeat the program until later on that night. Mm-hmm. And remember, I had no internet. I, you know, I had everything bundled, and I had no pop. You know, I had no cable, internet, uh, or phone line. So for for twenty four for almost twenty four hours. So there was no way, and they don't repeat it during the week. You know, from Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or whatever up, and and then they just repeat it. The second time, usually at seven o'clock, but mm-hmm. I'm watching this and I'm going, wait a minute. I've seen this episode that I missed last week at eight o'clock, but why, how come I've seen it and know about it now? You know, and I'm thinking, what the hell, you know, and I'm thinking, and, and I'm looking at it going, okay. And I came up with two, two kind of possible, you know, possible answers mm-hmm. that I am really friggin' psychic and I watched an hour program psychically, or I watched this program in a time slip that I went back in time and, and watched this program. And didn't even know that I had watched it. Now, now I'd had these experiences before then, two years ago, mm-hmm. where I'd go over into the parallel earth, similar but with differences. Mm-hmm. And you can go and and that parallel earth runs the same time frame as what as what our earth does. Right. But the and if it's nine nine o two here, then it'd be nine o two over there. Mm-hmm. Problem is getting from nine o two here to nine o two across this divide, which mm-hmm. is like, like it, it reminds me of a river flowing in one directions, but rivers have eddies and 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 backwaters with them. Mm-hmm. So the problem is getting across this divide to the same nine o two. Now you're going to lose like a second or two as you cross, mm-hmm. but you can go from here, from our time frame, to there, and this is what happened. And it'd be nighttime here. I lay down at eight o'clock, usually, and and it would I could it would be daylight over yes. there. Yes. And and it could and it's not even the same day. Yes. And, and the thing is, is when I crossed over and I've heard of things of people, you know, saying walk-ins. Well, I literally, I've had, I've had a OB type of experience where I'm floating over something and seeing things. I've had astral journey experiences, 
but this was the first time I've ever had this where I'm going into somebody else in this parallel earth. I'm going, I don't know who I'm going into, but if there's like, there's a Charlotte over there, right? but the Charlotte <laughs> may be a different name it's and they look a bit different, but you know, it's Charlotte. Right, right, right. And everything. But, but the thing is, is that when you cross this river and you know, it's like a boat trying to cross a river mm -hmm. and, and, and you're going from point A to point B and this water's moving. So the time stream is moving. So mm -hmm. you could be, you could be forward. You could be in the future mm -hmm. or you could actually be in the back too. If you have a motorboat, then you can go backwards in time. <laughs> and uh, because it's the only thing that's logical, you know, explaining it, you know, that, that I can think of. I, I have experienced that. You have cool. I have. I have. I used to work long hour, long hours at the newspaper, and my friend and I would always try to hit the midnight movies out in this town, Elk Grove. And there was still a little daylight left. We get on the freeway. We're going out there. I'm, this is this leaving from Woodland, so I'm going. And it's quite it's about maybe 25, 30 miles, and I'm driving. And when I was a little girl on this particular Highway 99. All the overpasses were covered in vines. And, you know, of course, they're not like that now. But they're older, you know, the older overpasses. Because my dad used to have hatchbacks. And I'd lay back there as a kid. And I'd look up and I'd see these things. So as we're driving, I notice suddenly, it's like something out of a movie. Suddenly, everything gets blurry. It's just like a smear. And I start, just, it starts to clear up. And I start to see these overpasses with vines on them. And I start to look out the windows of the car, and it's a very populated area to get to Elk Grove. Okay, I start. I look out the window of the car, and there's no city lights or anything. Next thing I know, it's an hour later. My friend and I are in this town, Galt, which is in the middle of nowhere. We lost a whole hour with it, but I have experienced that. Oh, I tell you what, my wife and I were experienced something similar to that. And, um, and I've heard of other experiences is that, uh, for about 12 years straight, we drove over to, from Nashville to, um, to Kiowa Island, South Carolina mm -hmm. for Thanksgiving week, uh, and play golf over there with part of my family. And, and Kiowa Island is south of just south, about 30 minutes south of Charleston. And so we'd already gone over there like six or seven times. And uh, taking the same route, Interstate 24 to Chattanooga, Chattanooga to Atlanta, catch that the loop, uh, big loop going around, and catch Interstate 20 over, take it all the way over to Columbia, South Carolina, and then catch 26, and that that will run all the way down into Charleston. Mm -hmm. Well, we had a tent, we attended a wedding of a good friend of mine who got married early afternoon, so we didn't leave until about and three or four o'clock. Mm -hmm. And, and so we weren't going to drive. It's like a nine and a half hour drive over there. And so we didn't want to drive the whole way. And cause we couldn't check into our villa until, uh, until the next day anyway. And, and my brother has a house over there. We could have gone to his house, but I didn't want to stay in, you know, I, I get someplace I want to unpack my bag and I want to get something to eat. 
sure everything and and stuff so anyway we come out of we everything's fine we come we get on 20 and 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 we see a sign an interstate sign on the side that says augusta we're gonna stop in augusta georgia where they play the masters mm -hmm. and it has three exits within five miles of each other and it's all sign it says augusta uh, 126 miles. Mm -hmm. Everything's cool. So we keep on. So we go down the road. You get out of Atlanta, you know, you get out of Atlanta rush hour traffic. And once you do that, you have very little traffic at that time of night heading, heading east on um, uh, Interstate 20 towards Columbia. And from Columbia to, to, to our, to the island where we stay is only about four more hours. Mm-hmm. And so, so, so we're going down and, and, and I don't eat while I'm, while I'm driving. And if I'm on a trip, I will not, I, I'll eat a little something that morning and I won't eat until I get to my destination because I have a, um, I have an IBS problem, right? Which a lot of ducties have. Yes. And, um, so I won't eat till I get there. And, and I have a couple of sandwiches and something else and, and a cooler for me when we get to the hotel. Well, we're drop, driving down. And, and, I, and I told my wife, I says, listen, I got to stop. I got I to take a whiz. So I'm going to pull off at the next exit. So the next exit had a single gas station and it had some pumps back in the back for some trucks, tractor trailer trucks. But there was only one truck back there. So I went in, in, I went into the bathroom. I got me another Pepsi, which I didn't need, but I got one. And I asked the, the cashier, I says, how much further to uh, uh, Augusta? And she says, I don't know. I just moved here a month ago, so I don't know that route. But the truck driver back there, and she pointed, said he drives that route five days a week, Augusta to Atlanta. So I came up and I says, I asked him, I says, uh, I went back there. I says, how many more miles to, to the, uh, to, to the first exit in, in Augusta? He goes 119 miles. Now that would not be unusual in itself, mm -hmm. except for an hour and 20 minutes. And we always check our mileage by the odometer. Always okay. keep up with that because I've had some few weird experiences with mileage going missing and stuff. Well, <laughs> this time the mileage really did go missing. We had driven 121 miles. We had driven, it was 126 miles. So had driven seven miles and an hour and 20 minutes on the interstate. Whoa. Cruise control on for every bit of that time, except for one time when I had to slow down to wait for a car to pass. So, so for an hour and 20 minutes, so let's say for an hour and 17 minutes, I had my cruise control on for 70 for, for, for an hour and 17 minutes. And my speed set at 78 miles an hour. Hmm. And, and we only drove seven miles wow and an hour and 20 minutes and i'm going 
and and uh, and my wife had checked it too and and she's not into this but she knows weird things happens to me and apparently she's had a few weird things happen to her and she goes that doesn't make any sense and i'm going you're right it doesn't <laughs> and and you know and you know and, and i've you know i've heard stories like yours where the these four women were up in up north somewhere in one of the cities up there and they got on their outer loop and they're going to a MUFON meeting and they were going to be, they, they, they would have been like 20 minutes early for it, mm -hmm. which they were every time. And they just kept passing the same damn exit, which was not their exit. And they were, they, they just kept on driving, driving and they passed an exit and then two exits down would be their exit. And, you know, which would be another 10 miles down the road or so. And, and, and they could never find their exit after they passed this exit that they knew of since they all lived up there and they knew the name of it. And they didn't realize that they were driving by the same exit for over an hour and got to the MUFON meeting an hour late. Wow. Yeah. Matter of fact, Brad Odom, who you've had on, did he tell you the story about him missing some time? I don't think so. Okay. There's a town outside of, uh, you know, uh, East of Nashville called, uh, middle Tennessee state university. It's a big college town. And, and they were having a, a conference up there that he and his ex-wife Gina were, were going to attend and they lived in Mount Juliet. So it'd take them 45 minutes or so to get over there to the conference hotel one day, one day conference, uh, you know, thing. And so, and they come off of the they come off of the the outer loop, which is 840 onto 24, and then you're on 20 I 24 going east for about five minutes till you get to the exit. Mm -hmm. And they've got like three or four exits to this Murfreesboro to get there. Well, they're going down. They looked at the clock on their car. They and everything was fine. And then the next thing they know, they have driven by all the exits and didn't know it except for the last one. And, and all of a sudden it was like, wait a minute, where's, where's Murfreesboro? Where, where's our exit? And they had driven by all the exits and they had just kind of popped in or something had happened right before they got to the very last exit. And I know that exit because it's got a gun shop up there at that exit that I go to sometimes. Mm -hmm. So, and this is, this is several miles past the main exits and it's coming in from the far east side of, of Murfreesboro. And they're saying, oh, they're going to, they're going to be pushing it anyway to get there on time. They thought they were going to be 10, 15 minute late. Mm -hmm. They get up there at that exit and they get off. So they get off and they, and so they speed up to go back and they go back and they get there 10 minutes before the damn thing was supposed to start. Wow. And they were already late when they got to that exit. Right. And, and then, and then they're sitting there and one of the guys, uh, that was talking, one of the ghost guys, I think he's out of Kentucky and, and they had never met him before. And he came over and, and said, man, you know, it's been a long time since I've seen you and talked to you. And he's, and they're going, when do we talk to this guy? <laughs> they had not met this guy. They had seen him in talks and stuff at different places. He's pretty well known mm -hmm. and, and, uh, and everything, but I've had three of these time slips that one with that. So 
either psychic or a time slip. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the second one, or the last one, was was I was um, <laughs> this is a good one. I went down to Walmart to do some shopping and and to and to uh, Home Depot. Mm-hmm. And I and and it was this was just a couple of Thursdays ago. I go down there and um and I'm just taking my time. I'm not rushing back. And then I come back, I come back home, and I said, you know what? There was something I wanted to see on TV at nine o'clock. At nine o'clock. And I says, and so I when I pulled into our garage and I was getting all this stuff out. I looked at the clock in the kitchen and it was, and it said eight 30. So I said, Oh, great, man. I got time. So I've been gone an hour and a half by this clock and everything. And I got everything out. I rushed it over to my office. I told my wife I was home. She was back brushing her teeth. She brushes them about an hour or so. And she comes up and says, uh, she comes up and says, uh, I says, I'm going over to watch my show. It, It starts at nine. And she says, well, it's not nine. I'm going, yeah, it is. It was 8.30 when I brought all the stuff in. And I've only been 10 minutes since then. And she says, no, it's, it's about a quarter of 10. Wow. And and I'm going, how do you know it's quarter of 10? She says, because I looked at the clock when I came back here to brush my teeth. And and I'm, <clears throat> and I'm going, oh, no, 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 you're wrong. It's nine. You know, nine o'clock on this clock, nine o'clock on the clock over at my office. I mean, I mean, at eight, you know, it's like eight thirty-five, and then eight forty, and then I'm come, and then I, and so I'm talking to her, and you know, going, this doesn't make sense. And I said, let me go look at the clock mm-hmm. in the kitchen. I go back, perfect time, and it matched up with every other clock in 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 our house, in the main house. And then I run over, I go over to my office, and going. It, by this time it's 10 till 10 and I'm going, where did, how come I saw the wrong time? Mm-hmm. Now I've gone over there. It's a little small town I go to called Spring Hill. And I went over there uh, to go to the public grocery store and the Taco Bell to get me a little bike one night. And I was gone less than an hour. And she said, I've been gone two hours. Wow. And I'm going, no. Yeah you have and and but this was in the house where this clock was saying 850 where i'm at at, mm-hmm. at one end of the house it's eight it's 8 30 where my wife is it's 9 30 45 yeah i mean this stuff is just it's just you know it messes you know just like you you know it's, it's like your experience it's like you know I know what time it was. I know right. what places looked like and everything. And, 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 you know, it's like, okay, am I back in time or am I in a parallel earth mm-hmm. and everything? And, and see, because now I'll tell you something about abductees and you may have had this same experience or, or similar experience that you go to sleep and mine always happens within 15 to 40 minutes after I lay down to go to sleep. And then you wake up and you think you've had a dream. Well, when you're an abductee, you got to kind of 
try to determine, well, did I, was I just abducted or did, did I have a, a dream of something in the past? Right. <clears throat> Experience in the past. Well, I would go to sleep and, 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 and I'd wake up 20 minutes later and I'd have these friggin' scratches on my legs, on my back, wherever. And I bite the heck out of my fingernails so I can't scratch myself. Right. I'm not sleepwalking or anything like that. And these are scratches and they're a lot of times they're in the same pattern. It's like a two, one pattern. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I'm going, and I, and, but the dream, and I'm, ha I think I'm, ha I had a dream and, but this dream is kind of like, you know, most of the times you can't tell how long dreams are, how right. long you've been dreaming, but, but I started, but these dreams would seem like they're going on for hours, not just a couple, you know, not just no time reference, but man, that thing, that dream, you know, you wake up, man, that dream seemed like it lasted forever and everything. And I'm thinking, well, how can I go to bed? I check my body every night before I go to bed for scratches and any types of marks. And I've, I've awakened with marks on me too. I, I woke up with the symbol pie wow. on my arm and before, but I'm sitting there and, um, I'm, I'm, I, and I couldn't figure out why, how mm -hmm. I could get marks on my body as extensive as they are, have the dream that seems like it's going on for hours. Mm -hmm. And, and, and I'm thinking, well, I'm just writing off the dream to just a regular dream. Mm -hmm. And then but but it still didn't account for the scratches and the marks on my body that i had that i didn't have when i laid down 20 minutes before right and and so uh i just couldn't put i couldn't put the two together and then i came up with this theory that okay they're coming instead of them taking me somewhere mm -hmm. all this stuff in my office to me or in the bedroom or whatever wherever i'm falling asleep they're doing it in there but it still didn't account for the length of what I felt the dream, how long the dream was. Right. And then it hit me. I woke up one morning from a dream of being with reptilians in this underground labyrinth of, of places, mm -hmm. totally different thing. And, and, and the grades have done this to me too is that they got something that's a, that's about two feet long and it's like a cattle prod and it's, it's a silvery color and they, and, and they pop you right here in the middle of your back, but about an inch off the spine and it will put you down on the floor in a heartbeat and it hurts like hell. It's like, okay, you get up on this table and let us do this instead of fighting us, we're going to pop you with this. And it hurts like heck. So I had this dream and, 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 but this time is the reptilians and, and I, I fight them. I fight them. You know, I, 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 I wish I could be one of these people that says, oh man, they, they had never hurt me and they've done this and, 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 and they've shown me all this stuff. Oh, you know, it's like, okay, we're going to show you this and then you're going to obey us. 
and I'm going, uh-uh, you're coming against my will. Mm-hmm. And, stuff. and so, so, and, and it just goes against my free will philosophy of free will that I have, you know, like it's a free will of mine to do, to, you know, to accept your invitation to be on your show again. And, right. and if you want my help, if you need something from me, ask me, just don't take it. You know, I wouldn't let humans do to me what these suckers are doing to me. So anyway, I wake up and I've been popped with that, with that cattle prod and you feel it for like two days afterwards. You feel where they pop you because it is sore where they pop you. And uh, all I have to do is just barely touch and you just, it's like an electrical shock that just your whole body, you, you, you can't resist it. And then, and then it goes, it, the, once they pull it off, it stops and you can stand up, but, but you're still feeling it on your body where they do it. And you're, and that's right where the uh, sciatica nerve stop starts, basically just right above it. And that's the biggest, that's the biggest nerve you have in your body. So they know what they're doing. And, and um, so I wake up and I'm going, man, and I was ticked. I mean, I was ticked off because they shot me again and, and they can shot me all the time, but I'm still not going to do things. And call me stubborn, but, and everything, but anyway, and I, and, and I'm, and I'm on the right side. I'm on, laying on my right side and, uh, and I'm going, and I had long dream and then I'm feeling the pain. So here's, I'm feeling it this time. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the marks, usually I don't feel until I get in the shower or I look at in the mirror, but I'm laying there and all of a sudden I'm wide awake. I've been laying there for like three minutes, not wanting to get up because I'm tired too. And all of a sudden I get popped again in my office while I'm awake. And the only way they could do that is come through the back of the couch. Right. I have to be standing behind the couch and somehow dematerializing that thing and materializing it once it gets through the back cushion and hit me again. Well, that, that did that. And I'm going, oh man, that wasn't a dream. <laughs> that was real time there. And so, uh, about two days later, I'm thinking about this and I'm going, and it's the only thing that makes sense to me. And, and is that for these short hauls, like I get the scratches and what happens in 20 minutes? Mm-hmm. Well, I think what they're doing to us, at least some of us, at least me, is that they're coming to get me and they may have me for two hours or they could have me for two friggin' weeks, but then, and they can manipulate that time, mm-hmm. bring me back into time to 30 to, you know, anywhere from 20 minutes to 40 minutes after um, uh, I fell asleep the first time. So if, right. if they get me on March 1st, they can bring me back on March 15th, back to 30 minutes. And I wouldn't know what the ma- manipulating time and, you know, and, and, you know, anytime the astronauts go up in space, 
they 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 age slower mm -hmm. than what they do on earth that's just i mean that's just what happens and so if you're being manip if you're being taken up in space wherever they're taking they could do the same thing because what it is it's a matter of speed it's the speed they're going because they're traveling at 17,000 miles an hour mm -hmm. you know, in the space shuttle and 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 basically on the things going to the moon anytime they went up and you're going faster so it may not be you know you may only age like maybe five minutes but you know and it's hard to measure that but they know that happens mm -hmm. they're taking me for two weeks and they're zipping me around space or or anybody else for that matter then they can have me they can have me for as long as they want and then bring me back right and I can cross over, but I don't know how to control crossing over mm -hmm. in parallel earth in this river of time. And, you know, if you look at it, time is the same thing as space. You know, if, if, if you've got wormholes and you bring, you bring two points together, you're not just shortening the time, you're shortening the space right? as well. So, it, this is like a, a novel being abducted is like a novel. And I want to skip to the ending to see if I survive, but right. I can't do that. At least I can't do that right now, but, and it's like, okay, I've had enough of this. I'm tired of waiting for it to get to the ending. I still got 500 pages to go on this 1000 page novel. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I can't, I can't stop. I can't stop. I got to keep on. I got to find the answers. And then once you find one answer or you think you found an answer, it's like, here comes about a hundred more questions right behind it. Why do you think you've been chosen for these tests? Well, I think one of it is my energy. I think, you know, you were talking in, in the introduction about, um, and, and about what Bobby said, uh, Bobby said the person you had on last night. Yeah. Dr. Taff. Yeah. And, um, is, is, is I've been an abductee since at least the age of five. There's been other people who've had a single abduction experience and they get caught in it, but he was hitting on something that I've been saying for years. Mm -hmm. that I do ghost investigations. I was doing ghost investigations and then it's like, are you having anything else besides ghost investigations? Cause when you do an investigations, you, you look at a lot of things, not just one thing, mm -hmm. you know, we, we are, when we do an investigation, a ghost investigation, we get as little information as possible mm -hmm. and then come up and then and then try to use our own psychic abilities, if that's what you want to call it, to say, to, 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 to go places and say, well, someone saw a ghost in the den. Where in the den? Don't tell us. Don't tell us the names. Let us try to get it because if we can get information that, they, that the homeowner knows or the business owner knows and we get information and it, and, and it, goes along with what they've seen mm -hmm. we, we're using our gifts 
And if you don't use them, then then they're they're going to go stale. Right. So so we try to get this, and so so I would ask them, and and we start. I, I started asking them while I was doing some of these things by myself. I try to do it with friends, but sometimes it has to be real quick, and I and I have to do it on my own. Mm-hmm. And and I basically know how to protect myself on these things. And uh, I told a go. I told an Indian. Uh, a shaman one time in this neighborhood in Nashville where a neighborhood was located and it used to be uh, Indian sacred ground mm-hmm. and he didn't like me in there and um, and he was scared of the heck out of the family and he pushed me and I said don't push me don't push me I'm I'm not disrespecting you and and then he pushed me again this time hard enough into a wall where where I, I mean I punched my shoulder put a hole in drywall he pushed me that hard i turned around and got really mad at him and i said listen here you so and so you hit me again i'll tell you what i'm going to do one day i'm going to be over on the same side that you're on and i'm coming to look for you for payback (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean they're, they're over on the other side i'm coming to find you and what you what you're doing to me now because i can't see you then you're going then i'm gonna be able to see you so you, you know it's like a bully right and everything that's and 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 i've only gotten sick on one investigation had to walk out for about 20 minutes and then pushed one time mm-hmm. in anger. and and i could feel him i could feel this indian shaman he wanted he wanted them to move the whole neighborhood, which was about 200 homes. That's not going to happen. Right. And, 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 um, so I just, I just came up and, and he, I could feel his energy. I mean, it was very palpable. I mean, it's just building up, building up, building up. And I says, do it again. I told you what I'm going to do. And I just stood my ground mm-hmm. and everything. I may have gotten, pop- I may have gotten popped again, but if I did, Hey, that's part of the job. You know, you know, you, you go fight a bully, then you may get hit, but you're going the bully's gonna get hit too. Here's a question. You know, like with EVPs, and I've always wondered this too. Do you think that some of the EVPs we're getting could be from another from a parallel dimension? Because I mean, when you look at them and they're they seem like you know, with the frequencies, they're they're they're, they're so low, you know, with within the frequency, and they're so they seem so distant that well, Two things on that. Two things. I'll do the short one first. Okay. Uh, you've had Brent Rains on your show too. Yes. And he's a good friend of mine as well. So, so it was Brent and myself and Brad Odom and some other people where we did these investigations. I've known Brent for since the 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 late nineties. Mm-hmm. And everything, and known Brett since two thousand nine and stuff so we all got together and it was actually brett odom and and that and his wife gina that taught us how a new way to do the spirit box cool where where we get anywhere from 20 to 40 evps at a setting wow yeah we don't we don't do them where we're talking to them on the box mm-hmm. the spirit box as we're doing the investigation we don't walk around holding that thing. We set, we got a whole new, we, we just set it up when you use spirit guys. But the two things, Brett, it's not Brett, but Brent is a big John Kill fan. 
and he's written, he's written, he's wrote a book about kill. And then, and he's always talking about kill. And we've actually had kill come into our spirit box session where Brent asked him and says, uh, John, will you talk to us? Cause Brent knew John kill real well. Mm -hmm. Says Brent, will you, uh, um, uh, I mean, Brent said, John, will you talk to us? And we had had a, and everybody brought over a pizza and, and, and we were eating pizza and, and his reply was for a slice of pizza. <laughs> yeah. So he knew we had eating pizza, but, but, but Brent follows, he, Brent is not skeptical and he's not a debunker. He just wants a, a, a bit more proof. Mm -hmm. And, 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 and being a big John kill fan and knowing John kill that kill came up with, with what he called the gins, mm -hmm. which is actually, if I'm not mistaken, coming out of the Islamic Arabic world sure, and yeah. stuff. And he thinks that some of the voices, he knows we're getting voices and he can recognize some voices and stuff. But he thinks some of the answers we're getting are coming from the gins. Really? Yeah, from the gins, the tricksters. He calls them tricksters and stuff. Now, if it, as far as a dimension, if they're dead, they're already in another dimension. Right. Okay. And, um, but my, my son, my son's, I mean, my son's brilliant. My oldest son, all my children are much smarter than me. I mean, that that's not a joke. They're much smarter than me. And my oldest son has an IQ of about 185, 190, which is what they estimated Einstein to be. Right. And he would, he was putting his toys together at three and I'm reading the instructions going, I can't follow this, <laughs> you know, type of stuff. But, but, you know, he, he was taking sophomore college classes he built as part of his he's a, he's biomedical engineer mm -hmm. and uh, electrical engineer and he runs a software division for a huge company that was brought in to help with the with the virus stuff in california mm -hmm. and he lives in colorado and, and he has to travel to california to, to your state silicon valley you may have heard of the company Kaiser Permite. Oh yeah. Kaiser Permite. He worked for Kaiser Permite and, and he, and, and he heads up a software division for them. And, um, and he graduated from Vanderbilt university with this double major in, uh, at 3.85 and everything. But he told me how these voices come in. He says, this is the only way they can talk to you over the radio. Now you got radio stations or a lot of radio stations are broadcasting over the internet now. So, so there's no trouble with, with, with radio waves. Right. Contamination. Now, now radio waves, uh, work by bouncing signals off of towers and, and, and a daisy chain type of thing. When you, when there was the big fire, out in California and it was getting close to LA, they were worried about all those towers, radio and TV towers, um, up near Mount, um, that observatory area on that mountain. Right, right, right. right. Uh, uh, catching fire cause it'd lose a lot of things. 
you can you can bounce uh, like uh, uh, ham radios off the clouds and stuff. Mm -hmm. But radio waves, radio waves, they got to go from tower to tower, and it depends on the amount of wattage that the and that that is being put out. So like like the big radio station in Nashville is is WSM, which is the Grand Ole Opry. Mm -hmm. That's a 50,000 watt clear channel wow. radio station. So they can broadcast everywhere. And but you but you got radio waves and these radio waves are on frequencies. They've assigned frequencies to them. Now you can have a radio station um, that that's got 10,000 watt outage. Mm -hmm. And uh, depending on where they're located, that signal is only going to go so far as far as people picking it up. The static, what we call static on the radio, uh, on the radio, when you get static, that's mm -hmm. a radio signal coming in. But, and there's a, there's a radio, uh, there could be a radio frequency, a, a broadcaster on that frequency mm -hmm. that we're hearing in static. But like if you got a 10,000 foot, if say someone's on frequency, say 758.5, then um, what happens, and they're broadcasting 10,000 watts, and they are not in a really good location. They, you know, say they're in a bit of a valley or a flat, and, and, and then the signal is still coming out on that 785.5, mm -hmm. but people can only pick it up with their radios so far away from that station, but the signal is still traveling through the airwaves. It's still okay. traveling through the airs. And, and then we, our radios are tuned to, we can tune, you know, if you got a digital one, you can tune it to 785.5, mm -hmm. but all you're going to hear is static. Right. And my son said that the, that the, the static, can be real strong or real weak, depending on how far the signal is traveling. Mm -hmm. if, if, my, if your radio, if I shoot a signal on a radio wave to you, then, and, you know, to, and to your radio uh, uh, receiver, right. then it's going to be, it may be real low, real low. My son said the only, mm -hmm. only way that we can hear them on the radio, which is, you know, you look at the Shack Hack, uh, the Radio Shack, Shack Hack spirit box. Oh, I and, love those, yeah. Yeah, and, and I've got one, I hope it never breaks. And, uh, but you got the SB box and, and, and other things, but, but they're, you're doing, you're doing the radio frequencies on a loop, continuous loop, and you're picking up heavy static and you're picking up light static weak static and all of them are radio signals coming in that your radio is picking up and um and i think what hap and what happens is that um they write and my son says it's the only way they could do it if they're coming off the radio these boys they gotta have some way the ghost or whoever gotta have some way to ride and to catch a ride on the radio frequency coming into your into your box. 
into your radio. That's the only way. He says, because that's what that's what the radio is designed for. It's it's, it's picking up radio waves, so they're riding the the radio waves and where they're and and they don't and they sometimes they don't want to ride on the radio waves that are real strong because they'll they'll be drowned out by the music or the talk right. radio or whatever. So right. they're riding the, the 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 waves that has the static on there where no voices is coming on. There, there's voices on there, but they're so low you can't hear them because they're so weak. Mm -hmm. and, you know, it's between it's the difference between a real low whisper and a m unbelievable scream. Okay. And so, so, I and so that's how we hear them. Mm -hmm. That's the only way you can hear them. But I got to tell you something. You hit on something. And I've got to find this. Matter of fact, I was thinking about this last night and I've got to go. I've got about 3000 EVPs. I still got to go through for, for about seven years worth of spirit box we've done. Mm -hmm. And, and I was doing, I did a spirit box session over here in my office by myself one time. Mm -hmm. And we've got, and I'm using WavePad. Uh, and and some people use audacity i use wavepad some other use other programs but i like wavepad because it's the simplest for me to 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 figure out since i'm dumb on tech stuff and i don't know jack about music really and um but it allows me to you know wavepad will allow me to download from the from the recorder into wave into my system and then i'll bring it from the system into wavepad and then I can, I can, you know, do different things in WayPad. I can cut down on the static. I can cut down on this. Well, I'm doing that one night on, on one I done a, a, a spirit box session I did in my office by myself. And we do these things no longer than an hour to an hour and a half max. Because it seems like when you get to an hour and a half, it gets weaker. It's like the energy levels are dropping. But I'm 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 listening to it, and I want to find this, and I want to broadcast this to the world, and um, and and once I can find it, I, I'm I'm going to make it public. Mm -hmm. But I'm listening to it, and I've got a friend of mine. His name is Mike Rojas. His wife I met him through his wife, and his wife Val and I used to do or do ghost investigations. Mm -hmm. And Mike Rojas knows music. He's won about five times Piano Player of the Year Award for the Academy of Country Music oh. in, in, in Nashville. And he plays with the biggest stars, country music stars and other. And he plays with, with you know, rock bands and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And he's that good on the piano. And, um, and he knows music, trust me, <laughs> you don't win these things. The best musicians that you, you have are the ones who are what are called studio session, studio players or session players. Mm -hmm. They're the ones you hear on the albums and usually not the touring band. Because these are the, these are the ones who have been practicing, practicing. Plus he just got inducted last year or two years ago into the jazz hall of fame. Cool. So he knows what he's talking about. 
Well, I had a gathering about a, two weeks after this, after I caught this, and I let him hear it. Mm-hmm. And he told me what was happening because I'm getting, I got this music. No music is playing except those little short half second, second bursts that you hear when mm-hmm. you're scanning the, 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 the frequencies. Mm-hmm. These are long. This is, it, it was, it was, eth- the only way I can describe it is ethereal music. And, and it wasn't in short bursts. It was like, something like you would imagine heaven if heaven's real to be or the sounds of space or the sounds of the akashic records or something like that it was just mesmerizing but here's the thing on waypad you can stretch out you know they they talk and then and then you hear something and you stretch it you stretch the things out from you can stretch it out and down to like tenths of a second on waypad and then you can clean it up and everything so i cleaned it up and here between seconds what we think what we what we seconds between this second and this second was the music between you know like 32 minutes and 26 seconds and 32 minutes and 27 seconds. So, or it's in between the seconds. So the music is embedded within the, the, the actual, what you don't normally hear. Right. And the only reason I hear heard it was because I had that thing stretched out, had Mm -hmm. the music stretched out like on my whole screen i had like three seconds stretched out because i was trying to clean it up in that way and 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 i got lucky and here's this music it is the most mesmer i've never heard music like that it is it's it and it's 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 what you think or what you feel this ethereal music is. So it's coming in from another dimension. So mm-hmm. if this ethereal music is coming in from another dimension, then to me, that means that somebody or something that lives in the ethereal world, mm-hmm. like the ultimate another other dimension can be talking to us as well interesting very interesting and we got we asked what's the best frequency to talk to talk them out we were brett and gene and i were sitting over here one day doing a special session and we asked we we're asking them about abductions and stuff and we asked them what is the best frequency to talk to them on and they gave us a friggin number and I'm saying, okay, we'll just turn our old thing to this frequency number, and I'm, and 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 we'll talk to them on this, on this frequency, since they said that was the best. That frequency number is not on your radio, your standard radio. Makes sense. It's on a marine band radio frequency. It's a marine band radio frequency. 
And, and I can understand why, because it's a lot less chatter than the radio, than the regular radio frequency. But you got to have a special radio to even get down to that frequency. And you got to get it down. You know, as, say it's 578.5. 578 is not going to get it. You got to get to that 0.5 because you have a 0 0.1, 0 0.2, 0 0.3, 4, 5, 10. And then it flipped to another, you know, to the next one. Mm -hmm. And everything. It's like. It's like, uh, I've got a video, I've got a video that something told me at my previous house, uh, to go, put, put my video camera up on the, the tripod mm -hmm. and, and it's completely dark. There's woods around my house. There's no Eve lights, no security lights on. It's just solid dark. And I get an orange ball, what people call orbs, fly mm -hmm. right through there. And there's no lights. And and the bugs are not even showing up because that dark. Mm -hmm. And then something told me a couple of days later, put a camera out there and do some flashes. Just take some pictures of yourself. Just stand on the rail. And the deck was raised up a bit off the ground. And, and, and it had an open backyard going, in, you know, with woods in the back and a, one tree over here. Mm -hmm. And uh, in the middle of the yard, it made great for playground for my kids to play in and stuff. And uh, open space. And so I put my, uh, this was 35, this was 35 millimeter uh, ca camera. Mm -hmm. And I came up and, and took pictures. I hit the delay button. I went up there and I'm standing up there like this against the deck railing with the backyard in the background taking pictures. Well, I look at one pictures and there's a white image behind me. And I'm going, what is that white image? Well, I had my video camera going too at the same time and it was on VHS tape. And the old VHS tapes, you could, you could really manipulate them. Mm -hmm. where, because I mean, they're videotaping and it was doing 32, but you could stop them at a certain spot mm -hmm. and then they quit making them that way. They went to digital and made it harder. So I'm trying to see if whatever that white image behind me is, which is over open ground was caught by the video camera. And it was, and it's a perfect image of me. That's what the image is. It's my shadow or perfect. And it's not a shadow because it doesn't have height to it. It's the same height, but it's a perfect image of me. Of another me. Right. And complete white. At the same height as my head as I'm sitting on the porch, but mm -hmm. it is sitting out over the middle of the backyard. Wow. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you get to, you get to a wall and go shh or longer, you know, from a light. Well, the light went off, caught this image and you see me and in one and, and, but here's the thing, this image, I finally found a, 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 a digital recorder. Let me do that. Mm -hmm. I used to do. So I was able to stop it and bring it up one frame at a time mm -hmm. on 32 frames 
and there it is on one of the frames between the seconds. It's, it's, it won't show up at like at, at number six. It won't show up at seven. It will show up like six and a half, mm -hmm. six and three quarters or something. You know, it's showing up on what it shows up on one frame within a one second space wow. and everything. And I was showing it to everybody this night and I said, how could that happen? Because there's trees in the background, there's open ground, there's me, you can see the deck and you can see me in, in one frame, mm -hmm. perfectly like a photo went out. The other one, I'm completely white on the deck as well, as well as my image, but my image or my shadow is not, a, is not against something solid. It's against. It's sitting out in the middle of the friggin' it's hanging over. It's mm -hmm. got it's got 3D depth to it. It's hanging over the backyard. And from that far away, that shadow should have gone smaller and lower. But it's the same height. You can look at it and go, that's the same height. It's the same, it's like taking a picture of me. It's like me coming up and taking a picture of you. Right in your studio in an open space and your shadow is between you and the wall it's not on the wall it's, it's in open air and it can't be that way right well at least in our technology it can't be that right way. right 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 everything right. so and and it's getting to a point now that that i'm going to start i've been holding a lot of stuff back in mm-hmm and I'm writing a new book and I'm going, this new book I'm writing, it's a no hose barred book, mm -hmm. arm burner. And one thing I'm putting in there, it says, I don't, okay, skeptics, you know how you see something, you tell your story and a skeptic or a debunker says, well, that can't happen. Right. And, and, and you're going, okay, were you there? Well, no, I wasn't there, but it can't happen. Science and physics won't allow it to happen. Well, you know, back when I was a kid, the earth was only three, you know, that, that the smallest particle was an atom and now it's quarks and everything else. And, and our knowledge has grown and, you know, we're, we're, we're really a stupid species compared to ET. Now they aren't gods or anything in my book. They're just been around a heck of a lot longer. Right. And everything, but in, in the book and, 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 in the, in the foreword and probably in the first chapter two, I'm putting on there. Okay. You know, it was Carl Sagan who came up and said, extraordinary claims you need or extraordinary proof. Mm -hmm. Well, the problem is, and I know you've heard this before is that you have the proof and those who can have the, the letters behind their name, the scientists, most of them right. won't look at it. Right. 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 They won't, you have the proof. I don't want to see it. You know, they're under peer pressure not to They're, You know, it's like, you know, it's like, this is the final word. There can't be any way else. And then when it, when someone finds something that's different, mm -hmm. then it's like, they won't look at it because they don't want to be, you know, nurses and, you know, nurses and doctors are this way sometimes too. The nurses are always with the patients. And the doctors comes around as a surgery and not putting down doctors or anything. Uh, but then 
the nurse is with the patient and the patient comes up, man, I've been hurting here. Oh man. So the patient tells, so the nurse tells the doctor and the doctor, well, I can't see anything, find anything, you know, blah, blah, blah. Then what's causing the pain? Well, it's just psychosomatic or whatever. Can't find it. Next thing you know, maybe the person's something, they couldn't find it because nobody's perfect and everything. But I'm, I'm in this book, it's going to have some something there that even I have a hard time accepting, but I know that it's real. And, um, cause I've experienced it. Right. And, um, so I'm telling, it says no longer will I be trying to prove to the skeptics and debunkers that my experiences are real. Mm-hmm. Now I'm turning it around. Now you suckers have got to prove to me that they aren't real. Right. Let me so, ask you this. Did you have paranormal experiences um, before you were abducted or, or did they come out after? You know, I, I can't, I, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Um, I know about that. My first experience over at my grandparents' house about, about the, the thing about, uh, mm-hmm being abducted the first time mm-hmm. and uh what but on that experience i had i was taken into this room with other kids and and i just instinctively knew what i needed to do so if i instinctively knew what i needed to do this i was either psychic reading right. somebody's thoughts saying okay you need to do this or i had done it before okay so i don't know now now a lot of these investigations that we do, right? All of, I've done. I always ask, have you had any other different types of experiences? Mm-hmm. And and these could be or different feelings or something. Not just psychic. Not just alien. Not just abductions. Not UFOs. Not this. Not just. I'm not focus, trying mm-hmm. to focus it down on one thing, but but. You know, can't, you know, like maybe, you know, throwing in like healing stuff like Reiki or something like that. And, um, and, and about 50% of those that we asked mm-hmm. and that I asked, it was, well, yeah, um, uh, every once in a while I see something in my, in my house and, and, it doesn't look like one of the ghosts I see. It's it, it's kind of strange. It's tall and it's skinny, so you kind of have to you ask questions. So when I go for, into the investigation, and we do, we we always ask get as little information as possible, right? And then we sit there and talk to them for a while and see if what they told us beforehand mm-hmm. was the same as what they're telling us now. Mm-hmm. And if someone tells me that and they just want to talk to me and they want to tell me that you know we came home from church after church on sunday and uh and we're sitting there and uh and um uh and then all of a sudden books started flying off the shelf and stuff like that mm-hmm. and then when i'm there i'll ask them the same question mm-hmm. and bs and and or if they come up and say something like yeah we'd been out we've been out with friends and you know drink you know and and to dinner and had a couple of drinks and we came home and blah, blah, blah. 
that's a big difference between after church on Sunday. But, and then I would, if they tell me something new, I'd ask them the question again, but in a different way. And I take into consideration that nobody has a perfect, um, very few people have perfect recall memory. Right. And so if they tell me, well, this happened about 10 o'clock, you know, on the phone with them, setting it up, and then this happened, and they get over there and they say, well, it's between 10 and 10.30 or 10.15 and 10.30. Let's right in that 10 o'clock range. Mm -hmm. Or if it, if it gets so out, outlandish mm -hmm. and it totally goes against what they're actually telling me, then I don't spend much time with them because I don't have time to listen to BS. Right. And everything. My daughter, my daughter's a trip. Uh, uh, she's 32 and no, 33. And, um, and she's a paramedic with the National Fire Department. And when I started getting into this stuff, she was embarrassed. And I was in Life Magazine in 2000. And, and she was in grade school or just beginning high school. Mm -hmm. She loved to see my picture in, in Life Magazine. It was her last issue that they actually published before they went digital and everything. And so she wanted to show it to her friends, but she tore off the cover of Life uh, to say it. Look, my dad's in this magazine. What magazine? I don't know, but she had torn off the life cover, <laughs> cover of the magazine. But then her friends, and, and she was embarrassed about this. And uh, she went to the same high school as I did. And apparently they got this bookcase, this glass case, and it's got a picture of all the graduating classes. And my, and my daughter says, Dad, you look like a, you look like a great alien in your graduation photo. <laughs> <laughs> what happened she had showed her friends right and, and her friends went oh wow and 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 so got to be junior high school and i mean not junior high school but junior in high school and mm -hmm. the teacher had given them a project a video project and three and two of her friends teamed up to do a video thing of me and what I do. So it was so cute. Uh, uh, and, and they could drive, they were 16 and they drove to my house and they set up a video camera and they had a list of questions to ask me. So I'm, I'm sitting there answering the questions and they got some light shining on me being very professional. And then I took them to, uh, uh, my wife and I took them down to this place called, uh, journeys beyond not journeys beyond, um, Magical Journeys. It was a bookstore at the time. It had been around for years. I took them down there and had them, and, and I paid for them to have some aura photos taken. I showed them all the different books and the crystals and stuff like that. And then I took them over to a, to this friend of mine who was a Reiki master. And 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 she was doing, and, and, I, and I talked to her, and I says, hey, listen, let me bring the girls over here and stuff like that. And she was making these copper healing wands, mm -hmm. making yourself and had, you know, a, a piece of copper and had crystals and you can decorate it any way you wanted to. So I said, we'll go over there and make you a copper healing wand and she's going to help you. So, so we drove over there. So it was her, her name was Charlene and, or her other name was Alexandria, Alexandria. 
um she um came up and she was happy to do this mm -hmm. and and so and so she helped them make their own the two girls my wife was there back there making her own and she wasn't into this but she kind of went along with it mm -hmm. charlene was back there now i'm up i'm and they were doing this in this garage this long elongated garage that she had set up for her workbench and everything and i was in front i was and it had been going great and this was about 11 30 at night and luckily they did this on a friday so they didn't have school the next day and we're and so they're they're i mean these girls are pumped because they're liking all this stuff right and uh especially the rf photos and I, and my friends were explaining how they worked, how our photos worked and their energy and stuff like that, killing the whole nine yards. So they're back here in this garage. Now where she lived was this converted part of this converted garage that, that this lady she was renting from turned into an apartment, a really nice apartment. So you go out the door and you go into the garage and then the big den area kitchen combo was here. And that's where we had all the Reiki classes. Well, this lady and I were, were, were standing out there in the kitchen and, and we're, we're standing there and we're just talking. She was a good friend. I've known her for years too. And, um, and we're just talking and, um, and, uh, and her name, um, I can't remember her name. I'm getting old. Names anymore. Um, Katara, we call her. She, she want to go by Katara, Phyllis, and and then Katara. The women in the group I hung with, they like to change their name to the new a new age name. So Katara went from Phyllis, her birth name to Katara. So you have to remember two names, and I can barely remember one. And uh, but we're standing there, and all of a sudden we heard this boom. I mean it like a truck hit the wall it's just a big boom i mean a huge boom i mean it was almost ear shattering and 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 this was a big this was a rectangular kitchen den area and the bedrooms were back here down a hallway bedrooms bathrooms back there and they were outside the door so the door going out to the garage was across from the kitchen mm -hmm. so they're just on the other side of the wall and of this, of, of what we thought somebody hit this wall. And there's a picture of this clown. I've never liked clowns to begin with that, that, that Charlene had up on her wall. And it was about, you know, like a 10 by 11 or a 10 by 14 mm -hmm. drawing, uh, artist thing of a clown. And, and I just, I didn't like clowns anyway, and especially this clown image and uh, painting. And but we're we're standing here, we're standing like this, and in the kitchen, and we're down, and in front of us is the den. But we're both kind of standing in the angle where we're kind of talking, but looking down into the den. Call it psych. Mm -hmm. We're looking that way or something. But this picture that was hanging up on the wall, been hanging up on the wall for 10 years, all of a sudden just went, flew off the wall. It's that big boom, ear shattering, 
it flew off the wall, flew about 15 feet across the room, stopped literally in midair, flipped and turned slowly on his back and just dropped slowly to the floor. And we're going, did you see that? Yeah, I saw that. And I see Marissa saying, I hate clowns. I do too. <laughs> but, um, but I mean, it just flew off the wall, just as straight as can be, flat as can be, flipped on its back, and then just slowly, it just kind of went like that, and then just down to the floor, face up. And we're thinking, what in the hell did they do on the other side of this wall to get this painting, to get this painting to fly off? And this was not a small painting. Right. It was a pretty good size. It flying off the wall like that. And not not even including why did it stop in midair and turn itself on its back and everything and then slowly fall to the floor. And we thought they'd done something. And man, I mean, this all happened within seconds. Mm-hmm. And and we both went out there and they're they're calmly doing their little things, doing their little copper healing ones. And we said, What happened out here? I said, what do you mean? He says, did you not hear that noise? He says, what noise? It sounded like someone just, it sounded like a car. And there's no way a car could have gotten in this garage part of this room. Mm-hmm. Somebody took some, out here, you all took something and just slammed it against the wall and it threw a picture straight out 15 feet away from the other side. It's laying on the floor, floor in there. It says, we didn't hear anything. And if they had hit something, there would have been damage on the other side of the wall. That's how loud this noise was. Wow. And, and, you know, and we're sitting there going, maybe, maybe, you know, mainly the people that were going there were adults and right. maybe, maybe it didn't like that younger energy. But I think the key to all of this, to me, I think there's one common denominator. I think I told you we all, all abductees, contactees, everybody, you, me, it doesn't matter what kind of experiences we have or if we have any at all. We're mm-hmm. all very unique individuals. Mm-hmm. We all experience, we can experience similar things, but we react in different ways because of how we're brought up, what we believe, what we've experienced, you know, strangers, normal or whatever. And we all look at it the same way. You know, two guys meet a girl. One falls in love, the other one doesn't. Why? Because this one fell in love. I mean, you know, it's just the way it happens. Mm-hmm. Thing. And and so, uh, so I think the abductions are specifically handmade for each person because we're all different. We're we're all unique in our own way. Mm-hmm. People talk about diversity. Well, diversity is us as a human species and the way we think and the way we act and the way we do everything. You know, if we were all the same as a lot of people say we are or whatever, then we'd all be, we'd be more screwed up than what we are right now. Right. You know, but, but I mean, and, and you're never going to get, you're never going to get rid of hate. You're never going to get rid of anything because it's, part of the human existence is part of the emotions you get rid of hate you get rid of love because you can't have love without hate 
you know, it's just like, how would you know how sweet the taste of sugar is if you've never tasted a lemon? Right. Right. There's nothing to compare it to. So you get rid of hate. And I think this is one problem with these, a lot of these ETs. Right. Or whoever the heck they are. I think they're ETs myself, but, but they, you see one, like you see one gray, small gray, they all look the friggin' same. They all look the same. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like they're cloned. It's like they're coming out, uh, you know, of a, a you know, a, 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 a assembly line or something. Right. And, and you, and there's one thing that you cannot continue without emotions and expect your society to continue on without destroying itself from within. And I think one reason why they're checking us out is because we're still young enough that we have these emotions. Right. This this is what scares me about a lot of this cloning going on right now. They're talking about cloning is that we have no idea. You know, we all got something in us. Religious people call it a soul. I call it an essence, a spirit, whatever. We all have something. And and uh, if you didn't, you wouldn't have ghosts. Right, right, right. <laughs> no, you would You know, the body dies and something goes on. And uh, so you can't believe in ghosts. And, uh, you know, I, and I talked to these, these these religious people one time. They said, well, you know, there's only three dimensions. There's the there's front and back and sideways and 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 uh, up and down. I'm going. Well, there's a fourth. There's at least a fourth dimension. Well, what? No, no, that's impossible. I says. Do you think you have a soul? Yeah, I think I have a soul. I know I have a soul. Uh, he was getting kind of smart with me, and I said, uh, "Where's this soul? It's inside me." I said, "Okay, can I see it?" Well, of course you can't see it. It's invisible. I said, what in the hell do you think invisible is? <laughs> that's another dimension. You know, if you can't see it, that's another dimension. People get stuck three-dimensional world. And 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 we've got to kind of, uh, oh, here's something about this parallel earth that I've been to. Is that every time I've been over there, they believe the stuff that people don't believe over here. Right. No, it's real over there. I went into one guy that could turn himself invisible. I was even inside a female that that turned herself invisible. And and, and I mean, I've had these. I went in this one guy. At the first one had happened. I went into this guy, and I could just sense he was a slob from the beginning because I'm feeling everything he's feeling, but not in a physical way, but just in like an emotional way. And I just didn't like this guy. Mm-hmm. And what he was doing, we were in his little crappy one, basically one bedroom apartment, had a single bed and all this stuff. And, 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 and I went into him and I'm going, why am I in this guy? Well, I'm in him and he goes, he does an OB. He knows how to do OBs. So he does an obi out of his body, and I'm going with him in his obi. And he winds up, he goes, and he and he goes into this bedroom, this really nice big bedroom that had these like bay windows and a 
chair and a lamp there for like a sitting area to read books and stuff. Right. And then, and then these, you know, really nice, like a fancy home. And here and across from this sitting area was a couple and they had just got through making love. And he, and the guy, the guy of the two was laying there and had the sheet up to his waist and his wife or girlfriend didn't know who it was, 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 was naked and, and kind of laying halfway on top of him. And, you know, it was a very happy scene, you know, for lovemaking, you know, for a couple and everything. And this guy floated, well f floated, but went from here sitting area over to where the couple was. And I'm wondering what the heck is he going to do? Cause I can see everything. It's like, I'm him, but I'm not him. Right. And, and he comes up and, and he, and, and the woman's laying there and she's kind of, and she's turned at an angle, leaning, uh, laying partway on her husband, boyfriend, whatever. Mm -hmm. so, so she's naked on the back. So he goes down and this is when I learned I could do this. That's the only thing I learned from this guy that his OB hand, mm -hmm. he put his hand and I could see his hand. I was in a room, I was in this house, Obian, and there was other people in there, Obian too. And even though we, we could see each other somehow, even though we were in the OB state and it was consciousness. Right. So this guy comes up and puts his hands on this woman's butt. And she had a nice looking butt. I mean, I mean, like, well, lie. and then rubbed it. And the woman comes up and goes, ah. Ooh, that felt good. And to her husband or boyfriend, he says, what felt good? He says, you rubbing my butt. And he says, I didn't rub it. And she, all of a sudden she just turns around like this. Wow. And this guy goes all of a sudden instantly back to the sitting area and back to his bed, back to his little crappy apartment. And here's payback for this. Oh, I love this. Only time I ever loved an abduction. This was it. Was that he, messed around in his apartment for about 10, 15 minutes. And then he laid down and he went to sleep on this single bed. Oh, he had a dresser there. He had the door open into this one room den. It was sparsely furnished and everything. And I'm still in him and I'm going, why haven't I left yet? And, and even though he's asleep, I can still see. Right. And everything. And then all of a sudden I pick up something. And I look over at the door that's open from the den and it's dark, but it's like this ethereal type of light is still showing. Mm -hmm. And, um, and here comes two grays straight through that door. And they come right over to him. I'm going, this guy's an abductee. And they come over to him and, and, and he opens his eyes, but he does that abductee stuff like, scared right. i mean scared to death he's trying to scream but he's doing that silent scream and and he just and and they're and they're they're, they're taking him off the bed and floating him up and he is screaming and i could feel this emotional trauma going on in his head and i thought to myself now that scares the, when it, at first that scared the heck out of me but the emotional impact that it was on me mm -hmm. 
is was like 10 times greater on him and 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 i think because he, he was not a nice guy he did something when you over you don't go into somebody's room and 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 see him doing private things you you know you, you ask for permission right and everything and i've done that with a good friend of mine janice edwards down there i said hey you mind if i come see you tonight i'll be go down there and and there she is laying next to her 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 husband on the bed and i came up and i did this to her with my hand and just caressed her cheek mm-hmm. and she she's like my best friend out of this besides my wife and 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 she calls me the next day says did you come and caress my cheek last night? And I went, yeah, I did. <laughs> and she said, oh, that was so cool. She knew I was going to do it. So you asked permission. This guy, to me, this was like payback emotionally to him and whatever they were going to do to him physically. Then, then what he did to the woman, which was totally, that was beyond out of bounds. Mm-hmm. And, and um, if I could have, I would have kicked his butt out myself. And but I could. Now I was in another one, and this one was weird. I was back, and I said similar but with differences. And I went into this. Uh, I went into this guy that was working on his back deck, and he had this little cutting tool that was similar to cutting tools we have to trim down branches off of trees, and it was electric. Mm-hmm. But, but it was operating off some kind of better batteries than what crap we have on, on battery operated stuff and um and so while i'm there and he's standing up and he's working putting a cutting tool on there and while he's in there i'm looking around and i'm going wait a minute now this looks familiar it was my backyard we're in my backyard of the house i had built after my 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 divorce mm-hmm from my ex-wife, not the one I'm with now, from my ex-wife. And I'm thinking, and it's daytime, it's afternoon time, and it's a Saturday. And I know all this because I'm feeling him and knowing what he's thinking and stuff. Mm-hmm. But even though I'm doing this, there's no there's no response for me that if he thought something bad, I was not thinking something bad of him. Right. Because it's I'm just in him. And, and I'm going, this is my house. And so while uh, he turns around and when he turns around, I can see the back of the house and it's exactly like my house. So I'm thinking, oh my God, this is my house. I says, they, someone built a, sim, a, a, a almost duplicate house of mine that, that, that I had mm-hmm. years ago, you know, years ago. And I'm thinking, oh, this is weird. And, uh, and, and, but the deck was different. The deck was different and mine had a partition and I had a hot tub in the middle of it, mm-hmm. sunk in the deck. And, and because there was woods behind that house too, I like my stargazing darkness privacy. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm thinking, what heck, I, I, this guy's living. And I sold that house, so I don't know if it's the guy, people who bought the house, or if it's sold after I sold it and somebody else bought it. But here I am at this house afternoon. I don't know. I got to be. I don't know if I'm backwards in time or forwards in time. And but I'm in this guy, 
And so, and, but the stairs coming up from the ground is raised up. This was one where the picture was taken. Okay. Okay. And it shows the, my image or my shadow straight behind an open space, same spot, same place. And, and there's these stairs coming up. My stairs came up from the, from a sidewalk, from back sidewalk up to a landing and then hung a right and came up to the deck. And my deck was shaped like a, like a, a, a the letter P turned backwards on its side. Oh. And um, so he's, he's up there and, and, and starts trimming down some branches that are overhanging. There was a gap between the deck and where the stairs came up and there's a tree just like at my house and here and, or when I had it mm -hmm. and growing up and, and these branches were kind of leaning over the, the, the deck railing. Mm -hmm. So he, his wife had been nagging him for a couple of weeks to try to trim down those branches mm -hmm. of this tree. And so he decided to do it on this Saturday. So he, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden I hear, and he hears a female voice. He turns around and when he turns around, I turn around. Now I can see 360 without him turning around mm -hmm. I'm just going along with what he's doing since I'm inside of him and not knowing if it was going to cause any difference to him if I did turn but I don't think it would right and he turns and there's his wife and a door stand got the door open going into their den area and his wife is sit is standing there and she is in this type of see-through negligee. And she is griping like hell at her husband. <laughs> because she was tired. She had told her husband that she was going to take a nap. Didn't want to be disturbed. Tired, blah, blah, blah. So she's standing here. He's here. And, and, and he's turned. And, and she's just griping, nice looking woman, uh, you know, like, like, uh, late twenties, early thirties, max griping at him. And, and, and he's like, you know, she wanted me. And then it was like, he, he thought something, he says something like she's been bugging me for two weeks, two or three weeks to cut these damn branches off. And now she's coming out and bitching at me because I'm doing this. <laughs> but the noise that this thing was making was apparently enough that woke her up and she couldn't go, she couldn't go to sleep. So this goes on for like several minutes in that time frame, And then the next thing I know, bam, I'm immediately back in the, on the couch, waking up on the couch and I'm going, and my first thought was, boy, she was pissed. That's what I thought. Mm -hmm. She pissed. And then that was my first thought. And when I come back, if I come back real fast, I get slammed in and my body starts to vibrate a bit. Mm -hmm. Other times I can come in real slow. This time I, and my body is vibrating a little bit and I was wide awake. And, and, I, and, and, and I'm wide awake. And then I think it was just a matter of a few seconds after I was awake mm -hmm. and I'm on my, I'm on my left side instead of my right side. I'm on my left side 
because I won't, I'm turned on the couch when I'm having these experiences. So it's just for a nap. And so with my back to the back, but I'm on my left side on this one because mm-hmm. I flipped the ends on the couch. And all of a sudden, I'm hearing a female voice and she is not a happy female. And I'm going, this is coming from behind me. And I, and I turn and I raise up and turned. Well, the back of my house where she's standing or my house used what my house used to look like and what their house looks like now is now exactly where two French doors are in my office (laughs) that overlooks the pool deck and the pool. So that whole area, the whole corner right there that I'm pointing to right here Mm -hmm. is, is no longer two French doors with, with mullions and glass and a curtain right up at the top and two curtains and a bookcase standing right there. It is now the back of this house in from their dimension, parallel earth, which has to be another dimension, mm-hmm. this dimension where I am right now. And I turn and she is still pissed. <laughs> and I don't know how long it had been, but then I, and then as, as soon as it disappeared, I looked at the clock and I've been laying there for 25 minutes. Wow. Well, let me put it this way. I was staring her for two or three minutes because it's weird. I'm, I'm just kind of, have you ever gotten to a point where you've seen something just so unusual that you don't react? It's like, let me get a camera. And it's like, you don't even think about a camera. It's like, oh man. <laughs> yes. And you're going, you know, you aren't even thinking about getting cameras, recorders, anything. You just, there's none in your hand, especially when you wake up, because yeah, I mean, I'm not going to go to sleep with an eight mil camera, video camera in my pocket, or a, <laughs> right, or a little one of these little recorders, digital recorders that you catch EVPs on. And I'm not having that. I, you know, I'm, I'm, give me some freedom. You know, my, my hands are like this, and I'm, I mean, I, I'm asleep like this. I think I'm sleeping in the same way I did when I was inside my mom. You know, curled up in a ball. Yeah. And, um on my side but but i'm looking at this and i'm going there's no way in hell this is what i was thinking there's no way in hell that this is a delusion i'm not asleep i'm awake i'm seeing this i just had the experience and and but and how long i was over in the in the in the parallel earth i have no idea what day i have no idea what night that could have been that could have possibly have been me and another body Mm -hmm. physical body i was just me inside of me inside another physical body there's another sandy because i think there's another charlotte Mm -hmm. sandy there's there's another whoever's over here it's over there Mm -hmm. but this sandy make this sandy here you know i'll be 71 in june Mm -hmm. and this is like two years ago and there's no way in hell this guy was even close to 71 i was in on my back porch like i said he was like in his 30s i figured well i'm gonna be going before him Mm -hmm. and 
I'm, you know, I'm like I'm 40 years older than him and everything. And, and, and I'm going, it's, th there's no way I was so, you know, I just got, I got tired of questioning my experiences and saying, and, you know, and, and questioning, are they real or not? Mm -hmm. And, and, and it kind of brought me down at times. And then, and then, and then it, I, I just say, I have to use the F word and say up and, you know, and because that's the only thing you can do. Right. You know, and, and I quit talking to people. Somebody comes up and they ask me about my experiences, mm -hmm. I start talking to them. I talk to them like I'm talking to you right now. Okay. No one ever has a problem trying to get words out of me and, and everything, but, but, um, if, if I've had people, you know, I did this for a while, for a long time, that somebody like, like my brother, Dale, he had had a problem with a, a blood bleed in his brain mm -hmm. and, and was over at this hospital and they had put them in this private guest room at the hospital. And, uh, and his wife, who's sweet as a Dickens was over there and part of his family was over there and had these other friends. So I go in there and, uh, this is a brother I really don't get along with real well. You know, it's all right, but you know, and, uh, but I, you know, it's still my brother. So I went over there and, and seeing how he was and stuff like that. And, uh, and so I learned that and I said hi to my nieces and nephews and saw some people I knew that were, you know, other people mm -hmm. and, and my, and my, uh, uh, sister-in-law Brenda said, Sandy, there's somebody, uh, those people over there, that, that man and woman, you, you had never met them, but you've heard me talk about them as so-and-so and so-and-so. They said, they love this stuff that you do and, and they want to talk to you about it. And I'm going, okay. So I give it about 15 minutes cause they were talking to somebody else. And then I go over and talk to them, start talking, Hey, uh, I'm Sandy Nichols. I'm Brenda's, uh, uh brother-in-law. Mm -hmm. brother and and they said oh man says you're the ones and they said you're the one who does all this stuff i'm going yeah yeah i do this and i said people think i'm crazy but i don't care well they start asking me questions well if somebody's asked me a question i'm gonna give them an answer mm -hmm. and 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 i don't like i'm a writer and i write and when someone, when someone, when I ask somebody a question and they give me what I think is like a one third of an answer, uh -huh. then to me, that's like me writing a book or writing something for somebody and only writing a half a chapter of a full chapter. Uh -huh. And, and, and I've written stuff for, for Brett, you know, he's got three books out now and I, and he's interviewed me on one and then he's, uh, talked about and and then another thing about similarities that we have similarities but with differences mm -hmm. and then the first book i wrote one of his chapters for it wrote one of the chapters in there about what i thought the alien agenda was mm -hmm. and and so brent wouldn't like it too much if i came up and only wrote and i went well, okay. And I wrote about ancient cultures and their gods and I, how all these gods are the same. A lot of people don't understand that the 
that all these gods of these different cultures from from the Mayan, Aztecs, Olmecs, Incas, all the way over to Greece and Rome, they're all the same gods with different names. Different names like Hermes and Mercury are the same God, just right. Roman difference. And and I found out too that the big male god, like Zeus, was head male god. Okay. He was scared of his wife. <laughs> I would be too. <laughs> yeah, and because in, in all of these and all of these gods, they were all scared of their wives. They all looked at their wives as more powerful. If you look, if you read the Stitchens books, right? Out that the 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 ones who are the leading the the Anunnaki's are the females of the species, and the reason why the males are are the the males wrote the books. Mm-hmm. So they, you know, it's just like in a war, the winner writes the stories, and. Um, and uh, their version of it. Well, the males wrote the version of the gods. So Zeus is the high, but the the Zeus's wife. They all have wives, girlfriends, whatever, multiple wives. And the the head wife is always stronger than than the male, the mm-hmm. Zeus or whoever. And that is, and there's one reason for this is because the females were the ones that held the knowledge without the knowledge the male was pretty well screwed right because, you know it's just like you go a uh, space shuttle go up in space you had the commander flight commander okay. the assistant commander and then you have the scientist but then you have a lead scientist mm-hmm. lead scientist is telling the other three scientists what they need to do and blah 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 make sure they do it you know just like a boss at work and stuff Mm-hmm. And then if you have a male who's the lead sign, female, it doesn't matter, you know, if if you got 10 males, they got to listen to her. This is because they have the knowledge and they had the keys to the knowledge. And if you know the knowledge, then you have the thing. It's just like on the UFO abduction issues. Someone knows these answers. Right. Someone knows these answers. And they have the knowledge, and here we are busting our butts trying to find that knowledge on our own. But they already know it, and they know it, and they control the money to fund what they do and stuff like that. So, absolutely. So, and just one more thing, and all this stuff that we're doing, I hate the word new age. Right. Because to me, new age is what we're doing, we're learning old age mm-hmm. so we doing we are creating a new age we're creating a new age just for our generation or whatever mm-hmm. but that's it because but what we're learning is old age because these people knew about this crap long before i mean i mean they say it in the bible too you know if, if you're a christian you believe the bible they tell you don't come up and 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 do divination and contact the dead going okay well what if they contact you (laughs) right 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 that's right you know what it's always fun to have you on we got to get you back on again sometime okay okay i i I don't even know what time oh shoot see yeah i've already been two hours having it yeah we did good yeah we did good but i would love to have you on again is that okay 
Oh, absolutely. I love coming on your show. That's not coming. It's fun. If, but if, I want to thank you again for coming on and, and we'll get you scheduled back in real soon here. Um, can you tell people where to find you? Okay. They can find me on Facebook to start with under Sandy Nichols. Mm -hmm. uh, they can go to, I got a bunch of photos up there. I'm into, I'm into various aspects of the paranormal, whether it, and, and all of these have affected me. They mm -hmm. called the house, the paranormal palace. It was Brett's wife, Gina, who came up with that name, um, because of all the weird stuff that happens here. Um, so they catch, catch me on Facebook, just send me a Facebook messenger or friends request, whatever, or they can contact me at my email address, which is W Smith five one at AOL.com. They can go on the internet and type in my name and see and see pictures. I usually don't have a lot of pictures of myself. Mm -hmm. Usually one taking the photos and, um, and, and, but they can find stories. My website got hacked, so I took it down and, um, and I'm, when I'm writing this new book and I'm going to do a new website all around that. I've already got two domain names like Chris paranormal. No, let's see. That's something I can't even remember. But <laughs> like crystal, crystal investigation, something like paranormal crystal investigation, something like that. Cool. You already have a book out too, right? Oh, I took that book out of print. Okay. That book sucked. That was my first try years ago. You know, I write, I write poetry. I write poetry and they can, and, and poetry, I'm not too bad at. I've won some mm -hmm. awards on my poetry, but my first attempt at writing a book for me and for some other people, mm -hmm. uh, it was all right because it tell, told a story. Mm -hmm. but as far as riveting and keeping you really in there for the story to see what's next. Right. That, that kind of sucked. It was okay. more like, you, you, you know, like being in school, reading a history book. And then the history is interesting only if you're interested in history. There you go. Gotcha. You know, I, I'm interested in the Magna Carta over in England. So, but if I'm not interested, oh man, that thing boring as hell. Gotcha. Gotcha. Oh, all right, Sandy. Well, we'll uh, I'll, get the whole, I'll reach out to you. We'll get you back on. All right, buddy. Okay. Thank you. Appreciate it. I always like to come on here with you. All right, sir. You have a good evening. Okay. You too. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. He's always fun to have on as a guest. Um, yeah. Sandy, we were going to go over, uh, over, you know, over our, our stuff, but why not? He's an interesting guy to talk to you, but he takes you in directions you don't expect. Parallel universes works for me. Uh, so Sunday, we will be back at our usual time doing our Sunday read. And I got permission today from, from, from the author of drum roll, please. The Mojave incident. So that's what we're going to start reading on Sunday at 6 PM Pacific. Monday is going to be a noon show. We have a special guest coming on Monday. Her name is Coriel Kramer and she is an animal intuitive and she's going to come on and talk about animal connections to humans. So that's going to be a really cool show. So that will be Monday at noon. For the people that are working, of course, you know, there's, there's the replay to look at. But we're going to go at noon on Monday. I want to thank everybody for coming tonight. I know we were on for a while. Apologize for knocking my my spotlight out earlier, you know, in the beginning of the show. Anything that can go wrong this week has. 
I'm glad the internet was stable for once. And you can find us at CaliforniaHauntsRadio.com. If you're interested in my paranormal team, you can find us at CaliforniaHauntsRadio.org. And if you like the show, share it with five people. If you despise the show and loathe the show, share it with five of your enemies. We just want to get the word out. If you've been watching from YouTube, please subscribe. Again, there's that little ghost guy down in the right-hand corner, and he has a Sherlock Holmes hat on and a magnifying glass. That's how you subscribe. Just click on him. If you have trouble finding our YouTube site, you know, you Google California Haunts on, on YouTube. That's how you do it. California Haunts on YouTube. If you have trouble finding our site, go to the radio's website. Click on a video there. It'll take you in. 230 videos. But then again, on the radio site, we also have our archives. We also have ways for you to listen to us other ways, like on Apple and Google. You know, when you're driving your car, that kind of thing, if you feel so inclined. Um, again, we are, you know, uh, we, we don't make any money doing this. So I do need some help to keep the show on the air. If you could help me do that, that'd be great. PayPal.me at California Haunts. If you're uncomfortable with PayPal, Venmo. And then type in California Haunts. That would be great. I would really, you know, greatly appreciate it if you could help me out a little bit. I love doing the show. I'm a journalist, photojournalist by trade. This is what I do. I love it. I love every second of it. But anyway, I will see you guys on Sunday, 6 p.m. Pacific. And we will be reading the Mojave Incident. So I will see you there. Have a good evening, guys and gals. And I appreciate everyone that came in tonight. Christina, Marisa, Jerry, Nancy, and all the others that came in tonight. I really appreciate it. Okay, see you then. Bye.